Welcome to Faith and Family. I'm Andy Bates. It is Thursday morning on Faith and Family. That means we get to talk with our friends from Lutheran Senior Services. And thanks to our friends at Concordia University, Wisconsin, their great support of Faith and Family on Worldwide KFUO. In studio with me today, Anne-Marie Wallace, Lutheran Senior Services, my regular Thursday co-host. Hi, Anne-Marie. Good morning, Andy. How are you? I'm doing well. Enjoying the, are you enjoying this near fall weather? It's 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 almost oh autumn here gosh, in St. Louis. Oh my gosh, it's just so <laughs> lovely outside the leaves are already coming down. No, that is a big no. It is super hot here in St. Louis today. I am not enjoying it. I will be staying in air conditioning. Thank you very much. But today is a uh, a significant day, particularly when it comes to older adults. That's true. So September 21st is designated, is designated as Alzheimer's Awareness Day. Now, especially for Lutheran Senior Services, and I know for many of you out there, Alzheimer's is something that we talk about, um, we interact with on a daily basis because actually one in five Americans has Alzheimer's. Um, On top of that, that number is growing significantly. We're talking about a huge issue, not only for Lutheran Senior Services, but really across our nation. And so Alzheimer's awareness, Alzheimer's support is something that's definitely important to us and something we want to make sure that we get out as much education as possible because there's a lot of questions out there. There are many questions. LSS does a fine job of serving those who are affected by Alzheimer's and answering questions for about uh, this particular issue and connecting people to more resources that can help them. So what do we have first up today? So because we're celebrating, kind of celebrating Alzheimer's Awareness Day, really trying to get the word out, I wanted to bring in Yvonne Pemberton. So hi, Yvonne. Hi. Very nice to have you here with us today. Yvonne is the Director of Health Services at Laclede Groves, which is one of our life plan communities in Webster Groves, Missouri. She's been with LSS for seven years, but when it comes to your Alzheimer's questions, Yvonne is my go-to person. So really happy to have her here in studio. Thanks for joining us today and uh, thanks for answering our questions today. Absolutely. love it. What do you love about the, 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 the people you get to serve with Lutheran Senior Services? Um, It's just a joy to figure out um, each individual story and their family, and there's so much history behind them and what they've done through their lives. And um, even though there could be some memory issues, they always come with a good story. Mm. Very good. Well, what are we going to learn about Alzheimer's and today? Exactly. So the first thing is just a fun plug out there. If you'd like to see what's happening in studio right now, we always Facebook live our episodes, which means if you go to facebook.com slash Lutheran Senior Services, actually right now you can see what's happening in studio. We'll give a big wave to our Facebook live audience there, but make sure to join us. What we're going to be talking about today is at Lutheran Senior Services, we get a lot of questions. So I've asked Yvonne to kind of give us an overview um, about what is dementia? How is that different from Alzheimer's? Um, just a little bit of general information so that we can equip you with, with that beginner knowledge that you need um, if you if maybe it's yourself or maybe a loved one of yours um, is beginning to show some signs of Alzheimer's. So to begin with, Yvonne, I think there's a lot of confusion between dementia and Alzheimer's. Are they the same thing? Are they different? Like what's the difference between the two? So there's a lot to say about it. Um, Dementia is kind of like an umbrella for the thoughts of forgetfulness and the things that um, tend to happen day after day. Um, Alzheimer's is actually the diagnosis. So with dementia, it's just a blanket, um, kind of like a symptom. 
and then the Alzheimer's is actually the disease. But there's like several types of Alzheimer's. There's like 160 different types. Um, and with that comes um, forgetfulness. And it's not just the same, oh, I forgot my keys today. Where did I lay my keys? Because we all forget little things like that from time to time. Um, it's the more prevalent things like they drive every day to the donut shop and now all of a sudden they don't remember how to get there. Um, so it's more things like that because everybody is forgetful and forgetful is just kind of a um, thing that you do through the years and it just gets worse. Um, but with dementia and Alzheimer's, it's it's continuing to decline in your memory and the more and the more that you forget. So what I like, I think you did a really good job. So dementia is kind of the umbrella and underneath that umbrella, there are many different forms and Alzheimer's happens to be one of the most well-known. It's also the most prevalent Correct. out of all those different forms. So correct me if I'm wrong, but if you have Alzheimer's, that means you're under the umbrella of dementia. So you have dementia as well. Correct. Type thing. So when you hear, for those of you who are listening, um, this is a great way, you know, if you start hearing those words thrown out to kind of start understanding the concept and how people are talking about the difference between dementia and Alzheimer's. And then you said there are 160 forms of dementia, but Alzheimer's just happens to be um, the most prevalent, the most well-known. Correct. Mm -hmm. When someone hears that they have, uh, you know, when they start hearing those words, Alzheimer's or dementia, they they might think, well, uh, you know, they might see that as just, uh, you know, this is the end. There, there's nothing to hope for, no hope. What does it really mean when uh, someone gets that uh, that diagnosis or they start hearing those words as part of the conversation? Um, I think it's just an eye opener. And I think that's just where you begin to take steps to ensure that um, the person, your loved one that gets diagnosis with that is still who they are. Um, they don't lose who you've, who you've, you know, known your whole life. They still have that inner person. Um, just because they don't remember your name doesn't remember, doesn't mean that they don't remember how you make them feel. And it doesn't mean that you can't spend time, quality time with that person. So, um, yes, it's a horrible disease, but at the end of the day, your loved one is still who they've always been. Not all hope is lost. No. There, there are, life can still be very meaningful and uh, and relationships can still be very meaningful. Correct. And especially at Lutheran Senior Services. So our Christian mission is older adults living life to the fullest. That definitely applies to our memory care residents. Um, we firmly believe that even though they might, like Yvonne was saying, they might not remember their family members' names or their caregivers who see them on a day-to-day -day basis, they still can recognize those people. They understand the emotion that go, you know, those emotions of comfort, of love that come um, when they see that person and they're still able to live vibrant lives. It's just an adjustment, I think, from, from what they used to be like. So what else can we, what other questions do we have to ask uh, about uh, Alzheimer's today? So I think the biggest question that people might be asking as soon as maybe they get that diagnosis or what is the cure and Yvonne, you can probably speak to this really well. Right now for Alzheimer's, there is no cure. Um, and that's why Alzheimer's research, Alzheimer's studies is really important. But Yvonne, especially in your day-to-day -day work, how do you help our memory care residents? How do you help Alzheimer's patients kind of retain, you know, as much memory as they possibly can? So what we try to do is um, get to know them and get 
to know their routine that they're used to every day and try to continue that routine the best that we can. Um, try to find some menu, mean, meaningful, I can't say the word, sorry, um, activities that engage them, that um, keep their thinking patterns going, that um, try to always engage them, whether it be um, talking to somebody, whether it be, you know, doing... Um, we paint currently right now, uh, do color painting, um, we do puzzles, we still do multiple games, get outside, keep moving, um, a lot of exercise, just make sure that every minute matters and that um, they're engaged pretty much as much as we possibly can. And so we've got great life plan communities that do this, but I know for a lot of people listening and even around the world and across America, there's a lot of people who are caring for their parents who have Alzheimer's. And so what Yvonne is talking about there is still very applicable. And I do want to mention for caregivers, though, over a long period of time, um, that can be really, really hard um, if you're doing that day in and day out. So I'm going to encourage you to go back into the KFU archive. We've got a great show that we did about caring for the caregiver. Mm -hmm. um, please go back and listen to that great information that you can use there, especially if you are supporting someone who has Alzheimer's or a form of dementia. Absolutely. And it's really easy. KFUO.org. And then in the top right hand corner, you can, there's a search box and you can type in caring for the caregiver and it'll pull it right up. Mm -hmm. Great resources there. Yvonne, you, I know, see this day in and day out. And one of the things when we were kind of planning what we wanted to share with you all today is we've actually brought another special guest with us. So I'm going to get ready to invite her forward as well. Um, but we thought hearing from someone who had to make some choices and was dealing was a caregiver would be such a great story and an example of, of maybe some options that people have out there. So I want to introduce to the listening audience, Ann Wilson. Ann, thank you so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. So Ann, can you tell us a little bit about your story with Alzheimer's? Yes, uh, my husband has Alzheimer's and he is currently at uh, Laclede Groves. Um, it, really began to be noticeable about five years ago and I just thought this was his usual self because he has been kind of a grouch over time, <laughs> let's face it. But uh, I was out of town for a week and one of my many, one of my four of my children stayed for the week and she wrote a letter after she left and she said, uh, dad is really a grouch and he can be very hard to live with and I think you need to get some outside help. And um, I began thinking about that, too. So I have other relatives who are in various other situations of this type uh, in not at Laclede Groves. But then I had one good friend who um, went to Laclede Groves for other reasons. She just needed an assisted living type situation. And as time has gone by, she has gone into the memory care unit, too. But when I visited her, the first thing that struck me each time was the cleanliness of, of Laclede Groves. It was this, and then the next thing, of course, was the staff. They were all extremely caring and knowledgeable about each patient, each, each client, whatever you may want to call them, resident, I guess, would be the better word. Um, and, and that when the time came after the children all of them said, we need to do something about dad. Um, Lickley Groves became, became my choice for having him admitted there. And I've been very pleased 
with the whole situation. They, as, as she mentioned earlier, they do take care of physical needs. They take care of exercises. Uh, they have this wonderful painting program. And I must say, my husband, who could barely... Well, he scribbled his name usually <laughs> earlier on through his life. But he's done a lot of paintings, which have really been quite good. So I'm extremely pleased with Laclede Groves, and um, I'm so glad that that was chosen. You know, Anne, I'm so I'm so happy to hear those things um, because that's, of course, what we always strive for. You know, older adults living life to the fullest, and that's you know our Christian mission, like I said earlier, and and why we love doing what we love to do. Back me up for a little bit, Anne. Um, we want to talk a little bit about the signs of Alzheimer's. So for some of you who are listening out there, um, these are things, you know, that the Alzheimer's Association also puts out as well. Things that, you know, are good to watch for. And also keep in mind, Yvonne talked about earlier, you said people forget things all the time. You know, it's a human condition. I forgot mm -hmm. my purse at home on <laughs> Tuesday, actually. Um, does that mean that I have dementia or Alzheimer's? No, because as humans, we forget. Now, if I forgot how to drive home, now that would be an issue. So between Anne and Yvonne, can we talk a little bit about the signs? Yvonne, maybe you can speak to more of the, you know, from your educational experience. and you can speak more of your actual experience with your husband. But one of the signs of Alzheimer's is memory loss. So Yvonne, can you speak a little bit to that and kind of maybe how you saw that in your husband, how that kind of came out? So with um, memory loss, what we see more um, is the judgment. The judgment becomes very cloudy and they tend not to make the best judgment calls. So for example, it's cold outside and they wanna go for a walk. Well, they're outside in shorts and no shoes on. Um, so it's more poor judgment that goes with the memory loss and not so much that I set my keys down and I was in a hurry, where'd my keys go? Well, I found that uh, with my husband, um, he followed a certain routine and if there was any deviation from that routine, he became very unhappy, grouchy. Um, he had um, a class two times a week at uh, the University City Cent Centene Center and no matter what, he would not want to miss that. So uh, I drove him over there, and uh, he would participate, and uh, that was good for him to have that routine. Uh, otherwise, he didn't do anything outside because he just did not like to go outside anymore. He was not sure, I think, of his situation if he was outside away from his usual spot at home. And with me to be very close at hand to, to watch over and see that things were... Uh, uh, being done properly. Now, Anne, I think you just hit upon a big key role there. A lot of the times we see with with people who begin to have the early stages of Alzheimer's that there's a little bit of isolation where they might have, you know, before gone out and wanted to do a variety of things. There's kind of a, a pulling in. Yvonne, why, why does that happen? It's because they know that there's something wrong, but they can't put their hands on what is wrong. So they're very scared. It's like if you... Um, went somewhere and you were almost had no clue where you were going and you woke up and all of a sudden you're in New York in a hotel room that you've never seen before. So they become to, you know, stay within their self because that's where they feel safe. If they go out and say something wrong, then maybe somebody else will notice that there's something going on with them. So they try to stay 
very neutral and very quiet because then nobody else will notice how they're feeling. So that's one of the great things. If you have someone in your life who is very married, maybe very active, was going out and visiting other places, maybe, you know, was going to church for Bible studies or volunteering at places, and all of a sudden they stop doing those things that mm-hmm. they normally love to do, that could be something to follow up on. You know, why is that happening there? Um, and Anne, you said your husband was very into a routine and that was very comforting for him. Mm-hmm. And especially for people um, who do progress with Alzheimer's, that routine becomes very important um, as they go along. Yvonne, Anne mentioned earlier that uh, that both she and I believe it was her daughter noticed that her husband had become grouchy. Well, that, mm-hmm. that, that was sometimes a, a characteristic <laughs> of him before, but tell us more about how mood um, mood and uh, things like that, how mm-hmm. that makes a difference or what to look for. So a lot of times, and it goes back to the to losing the judgment. So people that would never cuss or would never say anything to make somebody mad, all of a sudden they're, that filter's gone and they're willing to say whatever because they're just saying what comes to their mind. So they tend to um, be, you know, outside their character. Um, somebody that would never have gotten stressed or angry is all of a sudden stressed and angry all the time. Or somebody that was very outgoing and and, um, always greeting everybody and talking to everybody all of a sudden doesn't have anything to say to anybody because they're afraid to say something again that is wrong. So it can go either way. Um, Sometimes they just become very isolated within their self and then sometimes they're very outspoken which they've never done in the past and this is obviously something that it 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 does take a little bit of time maybe to notice Mm -hmm. and like Anne, you were saying it was when your daughter came in so someone who maybe necessarily wasn't there every day who you know wasn't seeing who could see a change Mm -hmm. basically that that was a wake-up call for you because Mm -hmm. she could see the difference from the last time that she saw her dad Um, But sometimes it requires us to maybe ask outside of ourselves, especially if you're if you're caring for someone and and you're with them every single day to kind of get that outside opinion in terms of what are you seeing that's different? It's it's hard for us Mm -hmm. to take ourselves out of that situation when we're there every single day. And before your before your daughter shared that with you, had you started to notice some change? And then when she shared that with you, it was it was more of an affirmation. Well, yes, it was an affirmation. I did notice that uh, he had always, has always been a very outgoing type person, and um, he was no longer following that pattern. Um, so, that, so that yes, there is a problem here, and I do need to uh, begin trying to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, when it comes to solutions. Um, First off, there's a bunch more information, um, especially if you were to go online to talk about the signs of Alzheimer's. So if this is something um, that you think could be very close to your family, something um, that a loved one might, you might be seeing some of these things and what we're talking about, you do understand. I definitely encourage you um, to go out and keep looking on that. But there are a lot of resources out there um, when it comes to Alzheimer's. Thankfully, kind of the United States is now beginning to realize that this is a huge issue. Um, due in the fact, you know, that the number of people who have Alzheimer's, it might be one in five now, but man, that number is growing quickly, very, very quickly. Um, So there's a lot of support out there. And thankfully, there's a lot more research dollars that are going to finding a cure. 
because there isn't one right now and we need one. Um, but I want to speak a little bit to about additional resources that are out there. And Yvonne, if you have any additional ones as well, please feel free to chime in. Um, one, of course, I want to say is if you're here near in the St. Louis area or near a Lutheran Senior Services community, we've got a director of health services um, like Yvonne at each of our locations. Um, and Yvonne, can you speak a little bit about how you help council families, give them resources, give them options? So a lot of times um, we actually have a support group, an Alzheimer's support group that we hold on our campus, and it's open to the public as well. Um, we also interchange with the Alzheimer's Association, um, and so we try to give um, the families just the inside and any um, help that we can to understand the disease and understand um, their loved one and, and why it's going on and how it happens and um, just step by step. And it's just that communication, open communication with the families and their loved ones of um, of how to get through the day-to-day steps with their loved ones. So that's a great resource there. Um, please feel free to reach out to Lutheran Senior Services if you have questions about Alzheimer's, especially questions about memory care or assisted living memory care. Um, that's one of our specialties um, in what we do. And we've got really trained staff members um, who are focused on that. Um, and so I would definitely, you know, I obviously um, want to share that to our listening audience. On top of that, your primary physician can be a great resource as well. And I'm assure, I'm sure that you kind of consulted with them, um, your husband's primary care physician. Did they have lots of great information? Yes. Uh, our primary care physician recognized what was going on and he began prescribing uh, various medications that are used mm-hmm. to manage uh, manage Alzheimer's. Mm-hmm. And um, those were helpful. But then, of course, the uh, situation became more uh, in need of, of additional help. But I can only give rave praises for our primary care physician in recognizing what the problem was, probably even before I did. Mm-hmm. They can be a great support, someone to have in your corner who, again, has a lot. They know your entire medical history, so they can really help you, um, especially get down that path and figuring out kind of steps to do next. And then lastly, Um, Yvonne was talking about the Alzheimer's Association. So obviously this is a group that's found nationwide, um, but they have great support as well, resources. Um, We partner with them for numerous things. Um, We're supporters of the Alzheimer's Walk. Those are actually happening across the United States. They happen here in the fall, especially in the St. Louis area, September and October. Um, Our walk was actually supposed to be last Saturday and it was postponed. So the new date is now November 19th. Um, but this is a great organization. We cannot speak more highly about them. They go to legislators to to talk about, hey, why we need more support for Alzheimer's. Um, they help coordinate research and things of that nature. And then they also have a lot of great resources as well. So the Alzheimer's Association, check them out. On their website is even a 24-7 hotline number that you can call if you have any questions or concerns. Um, they're also um, there for you as well. We have, a, we have a little time here, and I, I have one more question for Anne. The, the particular issue that, that, that we've talked about quite a bit here is isolation. That happens, um, that seems to be a frequent issue when it comes to Alzheimer's or, or dementia. How has, uh, how has LSS been helpful in addressing that issue of isolation for your husband? 
I think the uh, various activities that they have at, at the uh, at the Lickley Groves have been very helpful. Uh, each time I've gone there, he, <laughs> he's been watching a baseball game. <laughs> he's famous for wearing that hat. But there are so many activities that uh, she had mentioned earlier on, and they keep, the, they keep their clients busy, which is good. And they're always with other people. They're not uh, sitting there by themselves. In fact, I don't see them sitting there all that often. (laughs) (laughs) I I, I, thank you for answering that and and for sharing that story. I really wanted to address that issue because I think quite often when we think of of care for someone with uh, with um, a dementia or or a memory issue or Alzheimer's, uh, we often think that that means they can't do anything, that they can't interact. But that's obviously not the case. And I'm so glad to hear that uh, that he's he has a very um, engaging, fulfilling life there at LSS mm-hmm. Lickley Groves. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Anne-Marie, we have uh, just about 30 seconds left. What else uh, What else do we have coming up or anything else on, on uh Well, Alzheimer's we always today? have lots of great things <laughs> coming up. So we'll be back on the air two weeks from now to talk about another topic, giving you all educational information um, as that concerns older adults or aging. So please make sure to tune in with us two weeks from now. And then, like I said, always feel free to check out facebook.com slash Lutheran Senior Services. We always have great resources there. You can go back and watch this episode because it'll be archived Um, and we do want to thank our Facebook watching audience for joining us as well as for all of you listening. Thanks so much to our friends in studio today as well. Yvonne, thanks so much for coming over and Anne, thanks for sharing your story today. Coming up in just a little bit, more faith and family. How do we, how do we go about family devotions at home and what are some resources we have for that as well? Concordia University, Wisconsin and Mequon overlooks a half mile of beautiful Lake Michigan shoreline. CUW campus is located 15 miles north of Milwaukee with over 70 undergraduate majors, 28 graduate degree programs and doctorate programs in pharmacy, physical therapy, occupational therapy and nursing practice. CUW offers online learning and accelerated learning at one of nine Wisconsin centers and one in St. Louis. Traditional or accelerated education, CUW has the program for you. CUW.edu.